0: Hey guys before we get started on today's episode I wanted you to know that I just started a weekly newsletter for podcast hosts. If you are thinking of starting a show or maybe you have and you want to know exactly what I'm doing and playing and researching and learning with with podcasting it is my life friends. I would love to share a weekly just update with you where I authentically share all the things that are going on and give you some super valuable tips and tricks that I am implementing within my own show all you have to do is go to heatherparody.com forward slash pod that is p-o-d heatherparody forward slash pod or you can just click the link in the show notes that'll take you there and can't wait to connect with you.
1: I had I talked to somebody yesterday who was like, "Oh yeah, I've got, I'm building a shed. I'm doing this, and I got the equipment and this microphone and that and the other." I said, "Oh cool, how much are you recording?" "Oh, I haven't done anything yet. I gotta wait for the backdrop exactly. and this. I'm like, "Dude, you're way ahead of me on the technical knowledge. You Haven't recorded anything yet, you know?" I've always felt immense fear. I was born with several falls. I have always felt smoke.
0: Not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader.
1: Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted.
0: Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up,
1: use their voice, and make an
0: impact in this world. Welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. And today I have a little collab episode to share with you. I connected with Alex Jowdy from Cornerstone of America podcast, and we actually met in a webinar and learned that we had very similar messages and decided to hop on a call and just talk about what it's like to pursue this podcasting thing, to pursue goals that are a little bit outside the box, especially when you have a family and and in Alex's case, a full-time job. So we just have a really open dialogue about the practicality of following your dream and what that looks like. Make sure you check out Alex, his podcast, Cornerstone of America, that is in the show notes. And if you know anyone who struggles with overwhelm and maybe they don't know how to balance all the things, I think this would be a really awesome podcast for you to share with them. Uh, Appreciate your support in doing that. All right, my friends, let's get into this uh, little conversation I had with Alex Jowdy. Hey, Alex, how you doing?
1: Uh, Doing great. How about yourself?
0: Uh, Cool. This is the first time that we've connected, and I'm so grateful to meet you because, wow, you're a little unconventional like myself and our listeners. (laughs) You're doing some cool stuff out in the world. We were just chatting before about uh, we're both creators. We both identify as a creative person and somebody who wants to put out something in the world. It's always amazed me how many people are just... Really cool with working and going home and eating Cheetos and watching Netflix without doing anything else. Right. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that per se, but I just never really understood it.
1: I'm the same way too. Just that whole concept of, I mean, and some people, look, some people like that. They need the the monotony of, and, and sometimes I hate saying monotony because it sounds like it's this negative thing, but just this routine of, I'm going to get up, I'm going to have the same job. It's going to be the same skill, the same routine every single day. You know, report these numbers, do this routine, come home. And, and that works well for them. And you know what? And if it does, that's great. But there's a lot of people that it doesn't, and they don't, they don't say anything, they don't speak up, and um, they're just content with being unhappy. And I think that just leads to so many other problems that you you start seeing with people, and whether it's in a small social environment or on a larger level, right? Because then that kind of starts bleeding out into other aspects of their lives, uh, like a, a somewhat content. And content isn't always a great word. It's, it's used. You know, as a like, it's a good thing, but like, do you want like a content marriage or do you want like an, ex- you know, a marriage that's, you, you have conversation and push and pull and excitements on the high end and on the low end, right? And, but at least there's honesty there. And there's, and, and I think, I think when you spend two thirds of your life dreading Monday and looking forward to Friday, I think it's sad.
0: Yeah. And see, the thing is, it's just a theory. I, I feel like there, are, most of these people aren't, satisfied doing that. But mm-hmm. there's this fear of God of like, Oh my God, if right. I were to pursue this thing or do this thing, what would people think? And I mean, I face that too, like starting this podcast and doing the work that I do. And I don't know if you face this, Alex. Oh my God. It took me a solid year to not be incredibly embarrassed and in second guessing myself. And then still, mm-hmm. I still every once in a while, I'm like, Oh, Heather, is that too much? Like I still Hesitate on fully expressing the kind of work that I want to put out there in the world. And I'm not sure it ever really goes away. A lot of it, I think, isn't, hey, this is what I want. It's just a lot of us are so paralyzed by uh, what would it look like if I did start that blog or I did write that book or I did make that YouTube channel or start that podcast or start that business, whatever it may be. What would people think?
1: Right. And I think you hit the nail on the head right there. There's, so many people get, um, they get caught up in that, that, that fear and the angst of starting, you know, and I've talked about that. It's, I think that's, if I, if I sat there as somebody as an outsider and looked back on my first 10 episodes and kind of curated my social media and kind of looked at it, that would probably be like a point you would get consistently is that, that fear of starting, right? So many people have a fear of starting and they, uh, of whatever it is, whether it's a podcast, a blog, um, a project at home, anything, right? They they talk themselves out of it before they even started, right? They've already given all the negativity to it. They're feeding into it. They're just already talking themselves out of the process of doing it before they've even started and giving themselves all the negative aspects versus like the positive. I had somebody ask me, hey, how did you get, um, you know, these two people on or like start talking to someone like yourself already? You just started. I said, I asked. And they go, go, that's it? I go, yeah. I'm like, you miss. I know it's cliche, but you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And it's a hundred percent true. Like, what's the worst somebody can say? No? Okay. I've had people say no already, big deal. Just you know, keep moving on. But
0: we're afraid of no. Why aren't we afraid of no?
1: Ah, insecurities. Right. Um, my, my own self doubt, like, like, you know, being real, right. My own self doubt about doing this podcast is um, I grew up in a big Middle Eastern family. You talk over everybody to be heard. Um, you know, my wife has told me many times, like you interrupted me again. I said, no, I didn't. You stopped talking. She goes, no, I took a breath. <laughs> you know, there's uh, you know, I have a slight uh, speech impediment due through a broken jaw I had from football. And it's a, you know, so there's, I took it as, oh, this is going to be great for self improvement because I'm going to have to hear myself talk on an audio. And I hate the way my voice sounds. Why am I starting a podcast? So all the little voices in my head were already talking me out of it. But My background was like, no, that's just the way you improve. It's like, you know, training for 15... You don't just wake up and bench 500 pounds or lose 30 pounds, right? It's a process, step, uh, stress adaptation recovery, right? And you can use that formula in anything in life, whether it's a business, whether it's a skill you want to refine. You know, so for me, it was... This is going to be a fun challenge. Uh, Listening how many times I say the words, you know, as a a, uh, conversation carrier, like when I'm missing a word, right? Going back and... Yeah, so...
0: I think we just attach so much. We, we make it something that it's not. I know for me, if somebody says no, my instinct is like, they don't like me. They think what I'm doing is stupid. This is a failure. I should never, I mean, it's just like we we make it into it when really they're just busy. You know what I mean? Or you know, they've done a good job at just really being intentional, which is something I need to work on of saying yes and no and making sure that they're you know, prioritizing things in their life, but I take it as a personal thing. And so I think we make no more mean more than what it does. And everything is so personal because, and it, and it should be because your work is a reflection of you and the contribution you want to make. It's, it's, it's more than just a book. It's more than just a podcast. It's more than just a business to you. It's your baby. It's your life's work. You, you, you want to leave a legacy with it. And so of course, when there are little bumps in the road, you're sensitive to those bumps or they feel like these huge rocks that you're going over. Um, when, when somebody else looking in might be like, oh, that no, wasn't that big of a deal, Alex or Heather or whatever. And we're like, yes, it was, it's, it's, it's the biggest deal, you know? Um, and so it's really hard not to lose heart in the midst of that because it, it is emotionally hard. Um, I know you, Alex, you've, you've had a lot of ups and downs with with your own businesses and careers and creative pursuits. And you're probably, is it five children? Yeah. So how do you, how do you keep your head in the game with all those ups and downs?
1: Uh, So a few different things. One thing I've learned is, uh, and I still, obviously I still struggle with this, right. But it's the, uh, it's being present. I'm, I'm much, I, I know my wife, my wife could speak to this. I'm much better at it now than I used to be. Uh, when I had, I used to own two personal training studios in the heart of Silicon Valley in California. I was always, if I was at one gym, I thought about the other one. If I was at the other gym, I would think about that one or what I'm missing at home. And then when I was at home, I always I was thinking about what I need to do with my business. And I think that's uh, a lot of people struggle with that. And I'm focusing now more on, on you know, with five kids and a full time job and now wanting to take this on. I knew the time commitment for this was okay, you're going to do something that's totally outside the realm of what you've normally done. Um, You don't know all the technical side of it. You're a pretty good technical person. You're a self-starter. So I just looked at it practically, right? I'm going to commit two hours every day to this. doesn't have to be a, a continuous two hours, right? But a total of at least two hours every day to do this, right? Whether it's Uh, Self-education, doing a webinar, which is where I met you on Pat Flynn's webinar, right? Doing uh, YouTube channel, uh, YouTube videos, tutorials, uh, reaching out to people, people that have podcasts that have been doing this longer than I have, whether it's somebody who's been doing it for ten years or a year, and you know, getting tips, right, that I couldn't find just by you know researching the internet, and uh, that's been that's gone a long way, and that's why I made that post the other day. As far as it's so important to start, right? And I made I showed that picture of like my my little journal entry. So we're sitting here. It's October 30th, August 4th. I wrote down in my notebook names for a podcast, <laughs> right? So like this thing didn't even exist. So in three months, I've recorded ten episodes, uh, twenty episodes. I've released ten. Uh, I broke the thousand download mark, and and it's not about like oh look how great I'm doing. It's more about look how much you can achieve in such a short period of time. If you just move past that fear of starting, you just got to start. You know, I had, I talked to somebody yesterday who was like, oh yeah, i am building a shed. I'm doing this and I got the equipment and this microphone and that and the other. I said, oh, cool. How much have you recorded? Oh, I haven't done anything yet. I got to wait for the backdrop. Exactly. And this. I'm like, dude, you're way ahead of me on the technical knowledge. You haven't recorded anything yet. You know? And so yeah, I was just listening to Gary,
0: are you a Gary V fan? Oh,
1: I love Gary Vee. Yeah
0: i love gary he's like my brother he just doesn't know it but uh he was he had a guest on today it was this kid and i followed him on instagram but bless his heart and i don't mean southern bless your heart i mean really bless your heart he he, he was just i want to start this show i want to do this stuff and then gary's like well uh where is it and he's like well I got it. you know exactly what you just said and i hear that constantly over and over again friends listening It is not an external issue that you're not starting your thing. It is an internal one. Be honest with yourself. Get over it because, you know, where there's a will, there's a way by God. I mean, you've had an idea three months ago and you're already doing it. And guess what? You're going to suck
1: at first. Yeah, of course.
0: I still suck. Like, I'm still figuring it out. You know what I mean? But you don't figure it out unless you try and do. Because the path that Alex takes and the path that I take is going to look different for you, and it should. And so the only way to learn is to freaking get started. Um, How do you, Alex, you have five children. Because I know a lot of people say, well, Heather, well, Alex, easy for you to say because y'all have so much time in the world just to do all these little cute creative projects. I have kids, I have school, I have work. What do you say to that?
1: It's it's about... um, really, it's, it's about like you being, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, you know, respond not responsible, but taking ownership of yourself and being uh, being accountable for yourself, right? Tom uh, Baloo, who's the uh, founder of uh, Quest, theory. yeah, 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 and, and yeah, Impact mm-hmm. Theory, right, and Quest Power Bars, right. Uh, he said something really interesting. Like, if I say I'm going to get up tomorrow and work out at 4 a.m., nobody cares if I get up at 4 a.m. to work out or not, right? Nobody's there at my house, nobody's looking at it, nobody knows if I slept until five. Or six. But if I keep not if I don't hold myself accountable, then there's no way I'm going to hold that I'm going to make any progress when nobody's watching and and you're not going to do that. And with me and like my wife's a huge one with this, right? She homeschools our five kids. She's a, uh, we built, when we sold our gym, we built a gym in our garage. We have a huge, you know, um, basically it looks like a mini CrossFit in our garage uh, garage gym. We have clients that come to the house. She has an online training business. Uh, she competes. And so we have this kind of shared thing where, okay, I'm gone from 4 or 5 a.m. till about 3 or 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. She knows when I get home and I know when it's understood, it tagged, right? She's in the garage, right? I, I do dinner. There's no argument about it. There's no, you know, um, I take care of dinner. Uh, my kids range in age from 11 years old to two years old and everything in between, you know, and my son, who's the oldest helps with the little, with the little one with Phoebe. She's, she's going to be two in January. And it's a team collective effort. And I would love to sit here and tell you everything's perfect. We, I walk in and the house is clean and we all high five and everybody's helping. No. <laughs> sure. you know, you know, somebody's crying. Somebody tried to kill me. You know, there's, <laughs> you know, mom, I got a text from my wife, you know, um, hey, they're going nuts and you're stuck in traffic. I'm going to the garage. They're, they're in the house. They're alive, you know. <laughs>
0: And, <laughs> and, and that's exactly what Bron and I do, right. is that tag team mm-hmm. thing. Uh, he, he has his own – he has a fitness business, too, oh, that's really? like they're identical. Um, but but he comes home mm-hmm. in, the, in the day, and it's that tag thing, you know, and vice versa. It's helpful having that. Um, but I appreciate you saying it's messy because – I've gotten a lot of messages from people like, Oh, it must be so nice to have, you know, everything working out so great for you and your family and you and your spouse. And I'm like, Oh my God, like it's so messy. And there's been fights and there's been misunderstandings and there's been disappointments. And, you know, I've not been who I wanted to be at all times and it's messy and it's hard. And we're trying to figure it out. And I just want people to know that like, if you're pursuing your thing, if it's messy, welcome to the club, y'all. Like fist bump, because that's
1: what it is. Yeah, And what it does is it just, that means that it it provides you opportunities to improve upon it, right? If it's messy, fine, Mm -hmm. it's messy. Okay. But then if you're just banging your head against the wall and making the same mistakes and having the same fights over and over again, whether it's with yourself, your spouse, your partner, your business partner, whatever it is. Okay. Sure. That's going down the wrong path. But if you're, you know, you're addressing issues and you're working together and, you know, you, you deal with certain things. It's also knowing like what's going on with who, whether it's with your partner or. Um, in the business itself, I, I, I've learned a lot, like where to pick my battles as far as like, you know, um, if, if I'm talking to a client, like when I had in my gym, right? And they're venting about something and I'd sit there and, and talk to that person about what they're actually talking to me about. My wife's like, no, 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 you actually, you got to listen to what they're saying. They're not venting about getting up early. It's about the fact that nobody's helping out at home and they're exhausted from 4 a.m. to 10 o'clock at night. And, you know, so it's, it's listening to what's actually going on. And I think it's really important to do that with yourself. You know, uh, Aubrey Marcus, who owns On It, and he own so he made this little post. It was really cool about fear and anxiety. Aubrey's hilarious. He said, "You know what? The way I look at it is as if it's another person. When I start feeling depressed, anxious, uh, self doubt, all those things start coming into play and creeping into my mind." Um, he goes, "I invite it in. I sit it down, and I have a conversation as if I'm doing a podcast or I'm having a cup of coffee with somebody." Why am I anxious about this? What's so bad about this? What's the issue I'm dealing with here? And then I, I basically have a self-conversation. And then when I'm done, I said, well, hey, well, thanks for that. And then I send them on their way. And I thought that was really interesting how he, yeah, it, was, like, it simplified it, right? And it doesn't mean life is simple, but if you can simplify things like keep it simple, stupid, that helps so much.
0: I love that. How do,
1: how do you do it? How do I yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. As as, because you're you've, much farther along, you're doing podcasting, you have a consulting business, right? You know, you're coaching. Um, you were a nurse, you were a nurse, right? For a little while. A therapist. Therapist, that's right. You're a therapist, you know, and you've got kids and you've got a husband, right? And of course with mm-hmm. social media, like we naturally, we post everything that's, that's nice and clean, right?
0: I love reading journals. Now, most people will say I love writing in my journal and I do, but I love reading old journals. I've, I've been a journaler for about the past uh, 10 years and so I have books and books of journals I, I try to write it in it every day and every day I also try to read old entries because it gives me a perspective of how far I've come. It gives me a perspective of the things that I thought would never be resolved or I would never forgive or I would never get over this humiliating thing that would just never pass. And then I read about it and I'm like, I forgot all about that. Life went on, things move, things progress. I did make progress. My life did continue I think it's so important to reflect and count wins and victories and acknowledge things too that you've overcome because we're so hard on ourselves. I don't know about you, Alex, but I will just beat myself up of like, why aren't you further along in this or why hasn't this worked out or this? And, you know, especially when I got into my thirties, I'm like, Oh my God, time is ticking down. Um, and I know it's not, but again, it's that dramatic brain So I think whether it's, you know, journaling another thing I have is every year, you know, most people write down their goals for the year. Um, I take an inventory every year. I have one sheet of paper and I'm like 2019 recap and I'll write down every single thing that happened that year. And so the following year, um, I can read a year ago, where was I? Just keeping that perspective of how far you're actually coming and the strides that you are making, I think is really important because otherwise we just beat ourselves up.
1: Right. And that, that whole concept of actually writing down goals and, and, and making progress. Like a little bit earlier, what you said was talking about, you know, looking at the journals and what you used to do. That's so important. I used to, with a lot of my clients, I trained a lot of, um, and I found this with a lot of women. I trained a lot of women, stay at home moms, working moms, right? In Silicon Valley. And, um, they always would, I found this a lot. They would always beat themselves up. And I found it, it would kind of go hand in hand with, um, if the home life wasn't as supportive as well, right? Uh like if the husbands didn't quite support them going to the gym. Like you don't have to go to the gym and work with a trainer. You could just do the yoga class on TV, or you can work out by yourself or go work out with your friends or go to the gym, you know, it's like they didn't support their pursuit, right? They would make all this progress, right? And I always made sure they did um, you know, uh progress pictures and and you know, from you know, all those things too. And I used to tell them. You know, you can look back at, at all the things that you've done and you can say, like, I'm not content with where I'm at. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you also have to dismiss all the work and the progress you've made up to this point. Right. That's it's really important. And and that's where that key of not beating yourself up. You can be honest and truthful and say, I'm not where I want to be. Yet. Great. That's fine. You're not where you want to be. Yet, but acknowledge I was here and I'm here now and I want to get here. So. And that's why I think it's great that you do that journaling. My wife's been journaling since she was a teenager. She's got books and books and books of them. I just started kind of getting into it, like with little notes and whatnot. And I found with social media ends up being your own journal if you're honest about it, right? If you don't just put the good stuff out there. My wife put a picture up a few months, I think it was last year. She goes, this is my life right now. It's not all like, you know, you know, peaches and cream. And she's in the gym. She's sitting at the squat rack. She has Phoebe, who was like six or seven months old all the time. She's nursing her, right? And then there's my kids are playing in the background. She's got a client getting ready to start training, right? And she goes, you know, this is my life right now.
0: Oh, that's yeah. so real. That's so real. I know we're wrapping it up being close, but I, I, I'm dying to ask you this question. Um, I just, I want to acknowledge you uh, for putting out your work while still working a full-time job. Um, I think that takes incredible discipline and perseverance. And I know like, you know, you talk about on your show, you know, you had these gyms and you were doing this thing and then like you transition into this. And I know it's not maybe your long-term vision, what you're doing right now. And I think so many people can really relate to that on a, got a soul level of, man, I feel what I'm doing right now is sucking my soul. And I want so bad to do this work. I see it. I can taste it. I can feel it, but it feels so far away still. How do you personally, in the midst of all of that, not lose heart?
1: Because this is, I've always believed I'm, I'll be 40 next month. I've, you know, I always, since I was a kid, I never bought into the norm of like, you do a job because you're supposed to do the job, even if, whether you like it or not. And I mean, as far as a career, I'm not talking about just working hard. Right. And, uh, I always told myself I would never, be in a position where for the rest of my life, I'm going to wake up and dread waking up and like, oh God, I got to go to work. You know, for 15 years, I went to work in shorts and t t-shirt and I got to help people with their health and wellness. It was awesome the last couple of years, I haven't had that same fulfillment. Now I'm doing this. This is fun. I don't have to make myself learn about podcasting or learn about, you know, I love talking to people. It's why I've been successful in the corporate world with the jobs I've had in operations management. It's because I don't know Jack about the technical side of these jobs. Um, I know I'm really good at building relationships and listening to people and, and doing that. So for me, with, with this I, like you just said earlier, it's not just a a fun little project. I know this is what I'm going to be doing full time within the next year or two. Like it's not, it's not even a, a doubt, right? It's the same thing when I was 24 and everybody told me like, what do you know about personal training and fitness? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. You know, I'll put the work in and make it work. And I had my own gym within four years. I know I'm going to be, have a successful podcast. I know I'm going to have a successful consulting business. I know I'm going to have a blog out there, even though I'm not a writer. I'm just, just going to write and start putting stuff out there and I'll get feedback. My wife's a phenomenal writer, so she'll help me with it. I, I know it's going to work. The minute I start buying into my own self-doubt or other people's doubt about myself, then I might as well just pack it up. Yeah, because if you can't believe in yourself, then you know uh, how can you expect other people to believe in yourself? I think authenticity is huge. I think that's why you're so successful with what you're doing and you have a great following. I mean, you know, we were in that webinar with uh, Pat Flynn, learning more about you know the podcast and how to get more listeners and and um, you know some other aspects of it, right? And in the chat room, I think me and you were the biggest ones as far as just talking to other people in the chat room, creating connections. Like, hey, you should do this. You should try that. You know, I love connecting
0: with people, and it was just an honor connecting with you, Alex. where can people find you and you're awesome
1: right podcasts? so my podcast is called cornerstone of america and actually that was my last question i was going to ask you the whole foundation of the name is like cornerstone of america the cornerstone of this country is the individual right so what is your cornerstone i know it's a heavy question on <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: like doing deep breathing techniques over here wow you know now this is super heavy that i'm going to drop on you in like no, three great. minutes go for it Used to my staple response that I would feel like I needed to say was God. Now I would say my children. But then I think God through my children. I think God is, I was today, I was driving my daughter to school and she had lied to her teacher. And she was crying because I was talking to her about how that, you know, that's not showing her teacher respect. And, you know, just the stuff that you teach your six-year-old daughter. And it's so amazing to me, like going through some of these lessons, teaching my children, I feel so like moved myself. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, Heather, be a good human. Oh yeah. Heather show respect. Oh yeah. Heather smile at strangers and love people. And don't lie, be honest, be true. You know, all the things that I repeat to these little girls you know, I feel like it's God speaking to me and saying, Heather, you, like this is a lesson for you. And so uh, the cornerstone, I guess, is, is my, the honor and the scariness and the fear and trembling of raising children. And I'm um, realizing that just as much as we're responsible to them, like God is revealing himself and teaching us lessons about uh, much bigger lessons than than what we think it's about, and so that's heavy. But that's, that's awesome.
1: Answer. No, I love it, and I I, I agree with you 100. percent. I've learned. I think my kids have taught me more than I've taught them. You know, as far as being oh. patient and listening and and um, being humble, um, it's been.
0: And they're such good yeah. people. They're so mm-hmm. good, and you're just like, man, what happened to society? Because these children, I mean, they do stupid crap, sure. but like at the end of the day they're just oh yeah oh totally
1: i love it and you know i've got you said you six i've got 26 year old daughters and they're hilarious so it's we'll have to do another episode soon just on on just like the dynamics of having a business and and being a parent and all that too no joke no joke no joke
0: so yes. your podcast Cornerstone. Cornerstone of America,
1: and then you can look at that, that name for Instagram, LinkedIn, um, Facebook and Twitter. Um, and then I'm just getting a webpage going that'll have the consulting and the blog as well. And then I'm, now that I learned how to record these and I got a camera set up, I'm going to start doing the YouTube channel as well. How about you?
0: Awesome. That's so cool. Uh, unconventional, mm-hmm. unconventional leaders, wherever you listen to podcasts, check us out. Um, and, and find me on social media at Heather Parody and let me know what you think. If you have thoughts, ideas, if you hate it, if you like it, whatever you think, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome.
1: Cool. cool. Alex yes, is same here. Thanks, Heather. I really appreciate it. All have right, a good bye. day.
0: Big thank you to Alex for coming on today's episode. Again, check out his podcast, Cornerstone of America. That is linked in the show notes. And friends, if you need any additional support in your unconventional journey, find us on Facebook, Unconventional Leaders. We have an amazing tribe of people who would love to lock arms with you and support you along the way. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.